How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Diamond for diamond, no one compares with Mervis. At Mervis Diamond Importers, our natural diamonds come straight from the mines in Africa and our mermaid lab-grown diamonds beat all others for quality and value. Come view our brilliant diamonds, both natural and lab-grown. Mervis diamonds are so bright and full of fire, they will blow you away. So will the affordable prices. Our diamonds may steal your heart, but not your wallet. See our mermaid lab-grown diamonds and learn how to get a larger diamond for less. You can get a bigger mermaid lab-grown diamonds than you ever thought possible. And with Mervis financing, you can enjoy up to five years to pay with zero interest. Our generous full-value trader policy and our lifetime warranty program easily make Mervis your first choice. When you mount a world-class Mervis diamond into a designer ring from our huge collection, there is no equal. Mervis Diamond Importers. For an appointment, call 800-HER-LOVE or go to MervisDiamond.com. Again, that's 800-HER-LOVE or go to MervisDiamond.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Orange and Brew, the podcast where we made our two favorite pastimes, the Denver Broncos and beer. I am JT Matthews. You can find me at JTMatthews01 on Twitter. Uh, and I am here with the doctor, Nicholas Manning, at DR underscore N Manning on Twitter as well. And of course, you can follow the show at Orange underscore and underscore brew on Instagram and Twitter. Doc, it's been a minute. How are you doing? Yeah, it's been a hot minute. It's good, ma'am. It's good. Uh, T minus. Five days, four. Days, I don't know. However many hours. Yeah. It's like this time on Friday, I'll be on a plane. Yes. The co. Your as usual is watching my kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, four to eight. I mean, it seems like a big jump, but it's really not. It's really not that. It's really not that. Yeah. Four, and then everything after is pretty, pretty manageable. Yeah. Is it better or worse that they're not going to school? uh probably a little because it's like you yeah because you don't have to like get them up going it's like the morning is like chill but then they're bored and crap all day yeah (laughs) but the good thing is like you pair them off and they go find stuff to do usually so that's not so bad i do i do not like the morning rigmarole with my own kids so yeah yeah when i had your guys it was uh it was a lot the yeah. good news, like they all go to two places, which is like easy, right? And they're like <laughs> right. two minutes from schools or two minutes from each other, so it's not it's right. not awful. But um, I won't be thinking about you at all. No, you should as you should just be <laughs> thinking about you know what drink you're going to get next at the at the poolside bar. Yeah, a little ranch water. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, a little tequila, ranch water. That's pretty much going to be my diet for like like six days. No judgment here whatsoever. <laughs> That's why you're saying all inclusive, bro. Yeah. I'd be disappointed if it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe a Mexico cerveza. Maybe I'll see if they have anything new. Do a little, okay. do a little review. 
about a um, about a about a small mic so I can like plug it in and then if uh if there's any news I can record some stuff and send it. Sweet. <laughs> Just get a little a little introspection like yeah. 10 minutes and we'll we'll uh splice it in there. Yeah, boom, see? Love it. Love it. I don't know. I don't know if anything big is going to happen, but I, we can always hope. You never know. You, you know? can always hope. I hope. Maybe uh uh Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets. Yeah. Or maybe he goes to the Raiders. No, Jimmy G, bro. Jimmy G. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Let's uh let's talk about some moves. Let's get into it. Ooh, let's talk about some time. some Broncos adjacent moves. So we'll talk about moves in the division. And why not start with the Raiders? Um <clears throat> Jimmy does, it, does anything say Las Vegas more than Jimmy G? <laughs> right like my man dates porn stars he's like he's got that chin you know it's true that jawline. um it's interesting uh is he better than Derek Carr it's, I, I don't think he's better than Derek Carr. No. I don't either it's uh it's this is Josh McDaniels at his finest yeah it, it's so bizarre like I don't I don't know what that coaching regime looks like I, I mean, I don't know what that looks like with him at the head. It just seems like every time he goes into somewhere, it it gets deconstructed, at least to a point. You're losing some key guys no matter where he's been. As long as he's calling the shots, it just seems bizarre to me that... I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo's a fine sign. Like, if you're going to get rid of Derek Carr, get a guy that's a vet that can play a little bit, assuming he's healthy. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I don't think it's a terrible signing, but it's just like... I mean, clearly they're not looking to win now, you know, with that signing either. They're not they're not going after big trades. They're not going after, you know, big fish in, in free agency as of right now. So I don't know what that means for the Raiders if they're just looking to to kind of hang in it and see what 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 how far they can get. I don't know. Yeah. I uh you know, familiarity. I don't think Jimmy G's bad necessarily and i think he would make less than Derek carr is making if i yeah. if i looked at it it's like a little over 22 a year mm-hmm. and uh you know maybe they draft a guy if they did that i would be i would be all for that if i were that fan base if that's your plan to compete in the afc west is jimmy g uh, maybe but they don't have the 49ers defense and they don't have the run game so I guess they do. I guess if they keep Josh Jacobs around, which I assume that they will. Um, yeah. Then maybe, I guess. Maybe. maybe. But I don't think it, I don't think it's like, if you look, I mean, obviously the 49ers were a competitive playoff team, you know, you know, and so they did it just as good as anyone else, if not better. You know, I think Josh Jacobs is a good running back. Um, but I think we all know historically injury history has been, uh, hmm. not great with him, you know? So if you're counting on him to be the, the workhorse, which I think they would, and and I would too, if I were them, but I would, I would definitely have some sort of backup plan, you know? And I don't know that Jimmy G's the backup plan. So you better come up with another running back that you can plug in there if, if you need to, or be willing to make a move mid season if you need to. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, that, uh, it's something. <laughs> I mean, I like you know, it. I don't, it doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers, like that was even an option 
who there is no other better free agent option, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, that's true. so unless they're going to draft a, a a guy, which maybe the they know that the likelihood that they'll get someone they feel comfortable with is pretty low, and they're banking on you know next year maybe being that year. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about trying to be competitive. I'm not a tank. I'm not a tank fan. Sure. So uh, we'll see why they weren't in. Maybe on like Lamar Jackson that uh, would have yeah. been something but uh but yeah. yeah yeah i mean it'll be interesting to see what happens with the, the raiders as as free agency goes along maybe a little more maybe they'll you'll catch a little more of a uh what the overall plan is as it goes but right now mm-hmm. it seems it's a little bit of a question mark uh no real news on la chargers side of things uh only, except, only news i saw yep hit it except uh, that Austin Eckler uh, has requested to talk to teams or to to be dealt in a trade. That's what it sounds like. I don't know if yeah. it was a demand. Did it? It didn't say demanded. No, there was a request. He, they were trying to. He was trying to work out a contract extension. The numbers weren't right. He said, "Well, let me see if I can go get a deal somewhere else." Yeah. So I don't know if they granted. Uh, it doesn't say it says uh, has requested permission. Yeah. But it hasn't said whether that's been uh approved or not. So it'd be interesting to see how that goes. I mean, you can gain if for, for a position like running back, if you have a high value running back like Eckler, I mean he's I don't know, a top seven running back, maybe. I, don't know if I, I, I don't mean, know in today's NFL, five. right? Like he's he is what you want because he can catch. Like if he's in the game, you don't know what you're getting defensively, right. and so he he's a guy, in my opinion, that he's a game changer. Didn't he have a hundred catches last year? Something ridiculous. Yeah, something insane. And it's oh. it's it's one of those roles too, where the, where the back he's not like you said, like the catches make a difference and will mean will mean something. You know, mean different things to. To uh, depending on what teams are looking at him, but you know, I think he, if he is requesting a trade, you're not willing to pay him, right? Find the best, find the best, yeah. Whoever's willing it, to you know, it is a he's going to be 28, it is a position of high tread. So <laughs> check these stats, man. He's a he is a good football player, yeah. So sure. last two years, he has 177 catches, 13 receiving touchdowns. 1,826 yards rushing and 25 touchdowns. Dude wow. finds dirt, man. Finds sure dirt. Does. Uh, does have nine fumbles in two years. Uh, 16 over his career, but uh, but he had 92 catches in 2019. Uh, took a little bit of a step back due to some injuries. 54 in uh, in 25, but has been, you know, has been that dude. 200 200 carries. <laughs> He was targeted 127 times, caught the ball 107 times last year. Only 20 yeah. times the ball. I mean, that's all relative, you know, down a distance and all that good stuff. But uh, reliable, reliable player does some things that are unique. So that would be all for him going somewhere else and playing. And if I were the Chargers and someone were to give me a a solid a solid hole, I think uh, I think that's good. I think you have to, right? You have to if you're willing. If you're getting uh, a a day two maybe a third uh, mm-hmm. or second um i think you take it or or a number of you know day two picks 
you could you could hang on to him, I guess, and see what happens. But you know, chances are, like you said, it's a it's a position of depreciating value pretty quickly in this league. You know, you play him next year. Maybe he gets hurt. Maybe something happens that lowers his value. But you know, he hasn't shown any trending in in uh, the right. downward uh, direction. So I I don't know. I mean, you could take that risk, but I think you know, at the end of the day. You know, if you're not goodwill signing these guys to the money that they feel like they deserve, they'll probably go somewhere else and get it. So interesting for the Chargers. It'll be kind of fun to see how that goes to this. So far, the news hasn't been that bad for the Broncos. You know, some people are complaining about the moves that the Broncos have made so far. I'm not one of them. Um, but, you know, if you're looking at news in the division, it's mostly been positive so far. Yeah. Um you know, it really is. Really is. I, it, oh, man. What were the Chargers? What If you were the Chargers, what would you do? What would be like your attack plan right now? Um, It's a good question. It's tough. You know, I think that they have. If you, if you know you're going to lose Eckler, you got to you got to get a back in there that you feel like is going to be productive. I think that's key to that offense. I think it's key for Justin Herbert to have that safety valve. Um, I don't know that you need the exact same style kind of back. Probably would be nice to have someone similar. Uh, but you got to replace someone that could give you productivity in that position. Otherwise, I don't know. I, I feel like the biggest problem with the Chargers is that they've missed on a lot of high picks. You know, if you look at, you know, even a guy like Mike Williams, who's had productivity over his career, but health has been a big factor. He hasn't yeah. quite lived up to exactly what you want him to be. I mean, I don't know that he would go to many teams and be wide receiver one, or at least not confidently. Right. Uh, to have that that holder, that placeholder. Um, yeah, Keenan Allen's aging. Yeah, they they whiffed on Jerry Tillery, right? Wasn't uh, yeah, hasn't been that phenomenal. Um, uh, yep, you know it. Vaunted secondary from last year. Casey Hayward gets hurt. Like, mm-hmm. you know, for the Broncos injuries, the Chargers have had it for decades. So, yeah, they've had it for a long time. Yeah. Hopefully they and get just, that, you know, hopefully they can get that right it out for them. Not for me, but for them. And I don't know. I don't know what this co- this coaching regime, you know, Brandon Staley's been, I think, has had a lot, a lot of people scratching their heads, especially Chargers fans. And I don't know that he is. I don't, I don't know what direction that he would take that team. If I were them, I would probably try and focus on you know, getting in some stable players on the offensive side, but probably bulking up on defense and, and making sure that that unit is dominant at the very least. So that'll keep them in games if they can score enough to to stay in games, which I think they probably can. Herbert's a good yeah. quarterback. If you get veteran receivers that can come in, fill in holes when guys get hurt, which is inevitable with this team, mm-hmm. and you can maintain a good rushing attack, then you're probably okay. Um. But I don't know. It's it's tough, you know. Even if you get to look at guys like Joey Bosa, who's been super productive, but he's only super productive when he's healthy. Yeah, you know? it's weird, right? You keep running into those team. guys. You get hurt all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'll be interested to see what that plan, that blueprint, how they roll that out. Obviously, it's early. Anything can happen. But yeah, uh, I agree. Trending the wrong way for them to start, and no big signings from them yet. Um. 
Last, we'll talk about Kansas City. Kansas City has signed uh, left tackle Juwan Taylor for your $80 million deal, including $60 million guaranteed. So that's a big guaranteed chunk of money. Yeah. Um, I don't know that that makes them any better. I mean, you're the Super Bowl champ, so you can't really get much better. Um, it's probably a, a non-zero move. You know, I think it's probably pretty even. Uh, do you do you think Taylor's will uh, be able to step in and fill that role pretty pretty easily? I I think so. Will he be as good as Orlando Brown? That I I don't know. I, yeah. But he was a player that that looked like his skills would translate on either side pretty well when he was coming out. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I. I think it's a smart move. It's a player that I really wanted Denver to to get. He the opportunity to play left tackle, left tackle money, sixty million guaranteed. That's a good chunk of change there. And the uh, the headache for the Chiefs and dealing with Orlando Browns, you know, I'll only do this and all that stuff probably wore a little bit. Same with yeah. uh, Terry Kill, and you'd you'd have to believe that they're they just make smart moves. I, I like it. I, I am a fan of building up front. If, yeah. if you have a good offensive line, the chance of success for your offense being good is usually pretty high. And yeah. they understand Patrick Mahomes is their team. So build up front. And uh and, yeah. and he's young. I think he's twenty he'll be twenty six at the start of the season. Yeah. So to me it's it's probably an investment that will go well or go yeah. for. That was kind of my my biggest thought was like Orlando Brown's probably maybe the better player overall mm-hmm. he's also 35 you know and so who knows what when when father time will catch up uh, mm-hmm. undefeated even lebron james has f- found that this year unfortunately yeah um and so i mean you get 10 years younger at the position you get him I, I don't know exactly when an offensive tackle's prime is but this is probably pretty close to his prime or at least the years that he'll be there from 25 yeah. to 29 30 um are in the core of the prime. And I think that's probably a pretty savvy move by them. And I think it speaks to, you know, people wanting to go and play for, uh, for Andy Reid, yeah. you know, and, and with Patrick Mahomes, like, you know, it, it's one of those things, like when you're the best people want to go play with you. And it's just, it, it was true when the Broncos were on top and then now it's true with Kansas city on top. Yep. I think it's, uh, it seems to be that way for sure. Yeah. Any breaking news that we for those these three teams? I'm I'm keeping an eye on the Twitter feed. I haven't seen anything else, but if something else comes up, we're definitely going to talk about it during this pod. Uh, who? Um, maybe you can off the top of your head better because I didn't pull these up before. Uh, any Broncos free agents that have been signed elsewhere that aren't going to be returning to the team? I know you said Andrew Beck was one. Yeah, sounds like Andrew Beck is on his way out. But I I haven't saw where he landed. Mike Boone is a Texan. So, yes. tale as old as time, the Texans yeah. signing former Broncos running backs. <laughs> so, that to me, that is all I've seen. Dalton Reisner hasn't landed anywhere just yet. Draymond news has not occurred. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah. But I bet he's looking at that Javon Hargrave contract, which was real nice. The rich get richer. Their defensive front, man, is just absurd. Yeah, yeah. Absurd. The Niners are, they're, uh, they get it. Well, what do you what? Let's talk about Draymond Jones a little bit then, because I'm I'm interested. We I haven't had this discussion with you guys. You and John may have talked about it on the pod mm-hmm. uh, as far as his value and, and you know the ability for them to 
for the Broncos to bring him back and whether you feel like it's worth it. What I what I would say is, uh, and we'll get into the moves that the Broncos made. I'm I'm happy with where they're spending money right now. You know, I think if you're going to spend money, I, I think offensive line was the way to go. Um, not to say that Draymond and his position isn't important. Um, and and you kind of alluded to it earlier in our in our text, like uh, defense. You got to have good players in in a defensive scheme, but you can also manufacture pressure. And I think that that's something that the Broncos may have to rely on if they're not bringing uh, Draymond back. And what that looks like to to be the case right now. But I don't have a problem with them not overpaying because I think that at, whoever gets him is probably going to overpay. And as much as I like my my former Buckeye, you know, and I, I would like him to be a part of this team, I think he's a little overvalued at the moment. Yeah, I. I it's hard. He, I say overvalued, but yeah. it's it's the market isn't set by the Broncos, saying. right? You know what I mean. I, yeah, the I market's feel like the market. You get paid what you get paid. Yeah, I. Right. This is just a personal opinion. I do think he's a guy that could grow more, so yeah. you would be making the investment, assuming he will get better because of his age, etc. So I think that that's the one area where I would feel more comfortable giving him a bigger deal. That said, would I rather give him a big deal or address where they have addressed? No, that not me. Um, because I think that the glaring need was there. And and can you find some solid production in lieu of? Yeah, we talked about Zach Allen. Clayus Campbell was just released. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy like that can, can come in for a year or two while you resettle and uh and and re and then address the the position in the future the only caveat being uh the perception of rewarding your own guys it's fair i think that's still important yeah but i don't know you know maybe draymond didn't want to be here you know maybe he's like i'm gonna go to free agency i'm gonna go take the highest dollar no matter what thanks but no thanks Mm -hmm. and if that's the case you know you can ask people on a date but they got to say yes so, right. so I, I agree. I, I think that you have a limited in a salary cap sport, you have a limited amount of funds and you have to be real strategic about where you use those. And to me, the offensive line was a greater need. Um, and I, I think that they, they could get some production from some guys who make less on the defensive front. Yeah. However, <laughs> you see what San Francisco did, right? They got, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw, yeah. and Javon Hargrave. And, you know, I mean, they're not nuts. They're not messing around. I mean, and, and right. And they, uh, they got Drake Jackson last year, right? Like that was mm-hmm. their, their first pick last year. And so, you know, they believe we'd rather have it defensively up front and scheme on offense than, than the other way around. However, you still have Trent Williams, who's the yeah. best left tackle in the game that you're paying. Right. <laughs> so, um, I, I would like to marry it. I think that that's where the funds need to go moving forward. You know, sure. You have an elite corner that you're going to pay. Uh, Justin Simmons deal will look less bloated as the years go. Mm-hmm. And really you just, you spend up front and, uh, yeah. and quarterback and you, you try and figure out the rest. And I think that that's something that they'll probably do. Uh, we shall see though. We shall see. We shall see. I agree. See. Yeah. I, it's, it's interesting, you know, you're talking about two offensive minded coaches uh, between those two teams, you know, with the Broncos and, and Niners, but that their approach is very different. So it's interesting to see, at least it has been so far. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. 
Um, but I think for the Broncos, yeah, I, again, like, I don't know. You know, I think we always feel like guys are overpaid. Maybe maybe I'm backtracking a little. Uh, but again, like we said, the market is set. It isn't set by us or by our team. And so you've kind of got to be able to keep up if you want those top end guys. And I think Draymond's in that group. And it depends on and the other you know question is, is this free agency class at this position? You know, are they, are they a strong class? Mm-hmm. And I, I would say they have been for the most part, you know, and, but I don't know where that line of differentiation between the top guys and then the next tier guys is. And so that's hard, you know, when you're not in NFL circles, engaging people's mm-hmm. uh, how people value certain players, that would be the only thing that I would bulk out a little bit is like, yeah, Draymond's a, a, he's got top in talent, you know, potentially, you know, if you can pull that out of him, and he's been productive um, it's been very good for the Broncos. You know, where where's that line of, okay, I'm willing to overpay for someone that I think is worth this much. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting to see how it all, how it all flushes out though. Cause it always comes out in the wash a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, uh, no one, no one scoffs at you if your free agent moves work. So, you yeah. know, if uh, if you sign Draymond, he becomes, you know, an eight to ten sack guy every year, improves his run defense, right? Guesses less, um, that kind of stuff. Then, yeah, and you feel pretty good about it. And if not, you are trying to move on from guy after a few years because he's overpaid. <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it, and it's funny too because you never know until you know a year or two in. Unless someone gets hurt right away or something, but yeah, it's like oh, yeah. it sounds like a good signing now, and then in two years, oh, that was terrible. But we were all all for it, so you know who knows. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where Draymond lands. It looks like you know some teams have shown interest for sure. Obviously, um, the Browns being one of them. He said that he would be honored to go back and play for his home team or his uh, hometown, which you know. I guess good for him if he wants to go play for the Browns, but yeah. Uh, and they did just free up another thirty-six million by readjusting Deshaun Watson's yeah. disgusting contract. Yeah, already gross, but you know they've got they've got the ability to pay him if that's what he's looking for. You know, Godspeed. Yep, we'll see how it uh, shakes out. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I feel like I keep saying that, but that's okay. That's good. Uh, we'll take a quick break here and then we will come back on the other side and talk Broncos transactions. Sound good? Sounds great. All right. We'll be right back. So stick with us. No, it's fine. And we are back. We're, we're not doing beer time today. We've got, a. have got a, a, I've got to really get out, out there and revamp my supply. Cause I am, I am running low. I think I've got one. And it, technically, it would have been cheating. It's a beer I've had before, but I haven't had it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're gonna hold off this time around. But next time, maybe we'll do a daily double. You know, I'll get yeah. I'll get my uh, my beer supply back up to where it needs to be, and yeah. we'll do a we'll do a duo taste. That sounds stellar. Maybe we do it on a Friday, just in case. Friday, if you will. <laughs> Friday, yeah, exactly. Usher us into the weekend, baby. Let's go. Uh, let's talk about Broncos. Let's talk about Broncos specific transactions. 
Um, oh yeah, they did stuff they, today. They have been the most active in the division thus far, which is nice. Uh, let's start with the first bit of news we saw, which uh, I saw at least, which was the Broncos bringing uh, Jarrett Stidham on board. Uh, obviously, they had uh, released Brett Rippon, so he was not going to be the backup. Uh, Two-year, $10 million deal, a $10 million deal, $5 million guaranteed, and then for $4 million or so uh, in, in incentives. Uh, I think it's a move that makes the Broncos better on paper. Um, I was never a big rip-in guy. I liked what he brought at times, and I thought he he had the potential to develop into a good backup mm-hmm. quarterback. Um, that was probably, or maybe, you know, top 10 backup quarterback, something like that. Uh, but I think Stidham you bring in, I think is already a little more proven. Someone you feel like maybe can win you a game or two if Russ was to go down uh, or or if, you know, Russ had to ride the pine for any reason. Maybe mm-hmm. he can come in and win you some games. So uh, I'm not bad at the the signing. It seemed like a pretty fair deal to me. Yeah, it's I don't love it. I don't hate it. I don't. Sure. It's uh I think it's an upside play, younger guy. You you probably are banking on um you know if he comes in you get a good look at at him as a young player and is not necessarily a threat to to Russell Wilson yeah. in terms of, you know, him taking over. But, you know, if Russ doesn't perform, is that a guy that that could come in and play? He played really well against the 49ers last year with the Raiders so uh, you have to believe hopefully that you can still you know that there's still some upside and some coachability in there to uh to reap some rewards I would assume most of the guaranteed money is going to be in the first year and then you know if you don't like yeah. it, you see you move on with minimum um you know with minimum worries for the next season that's my thought we'll see how they structure it yeah, I'm not seeing how it's I'm not seeing how it's structured yet. I don't know that those details are out yet. But yeah, I would agree with you. And I think that you know, it, I do feel like it adds some depth to that position group. Um I do feel for whatever reason, you know, I was just never a big ripping guy. I feel like Stidham uh gives me something that I'm looking for more in a backup, especially if we talk about arm strength and arm talent. Mm-hmm. Um I think that he is probably a little bit better in those areas. Uh, and I think he probably wanted to come play for Sean Payton, which I think is pretty cool. You know, um, <laughs> has an opportunity to kind of sit and and, and learn and uh, learn the scheme and maybe it'll be a nice fit. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I like it. In the end, it's uh, they needed an upgrade there. I think that that's definitely an upgrade from Brett Rippon. And you're probably set there. You bring in a camp arm. Uh, but I doubt that that's a position they're going to have, you know, if you're going to spend too much more money on. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I think we're probably set there. Um, next bit of news. Uh, Broncos came to a four-year deal with uh, offensive guard Ben Powers, uh, formerly of the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, it's a four-year, $52 million deal. million guaranteed. Uh, I'm happy with the signing. You know, I think Reisner's on on his way out, it appears. This is a guy that's going to be able to come in uh, and fill that role. And uh, hopefully, you know, to a higher degree than we got from Reisner in the Mm -hmm. last two years, especially. Um, 
I'm, we talked about, I alluded to it on the other side. I think if you're spending money, this is where for this team specifically with the amount of um, capital that you've put into Russ and that being your quarterback for the foreseeable future, our offensive line was pretty abysmal last year. Uh, I think this is where you want to spend the money and I'm glad that they did. Uh, Ben Powers, I, I was saying to you a little bit before, as an individual, I'm not super familiar with uh, his game. It seems like he's he's definitely taken some steps uh, in the last few years in his development. Um, but you know, playing for a quarterback like Lamar Jackson isn't always easy. You know, though with the yeah. with his mobility, I think he's probably uh, used to a quarterback that holds the ball a little bit and, and creates. And so maybe it's a good fit for uh, Denver just from that perspective. Yeah, he's a younger guy. Still 26, so you're you're getting kind of the best years of him, uh, and you'd assume that he'll play better. Natural left guard, um, I think he'll he'll come in and play real well. He he was one of the the guys I was hoping that they would get. Uh, good mobility, good power. Um, overall, I think it's a I think it's a, a a good deal. You know, about 13, what about 13 million a year? The way that yeah. they structured it, um, not a lot hits his first season give them a little bit more ability to, to, to make some more moves. So they needed to sure up that left guard position. Uh, I think it's an upgrade over Reisner and, yeah. uh, and the first domino that fell, it's a, it was a good one. It was a good domino. It was, it was something that this team needs, you know, I, I, I just all around, you know, it's this offensive, especially the interiors. I had a hard time watching last year. I think, uh, even a guy like Miners, who I like, had a little bit of a regression. Um, I think part of that's just due to uh, it, not maybe not his injury per se, but just kind of the injuries to the group and never having a lot of continuity, especially uh, from last year to this most recent season. Um, but I think Miners is still a good piece that is going to be a part of that starting offensive line. I think Powers shores it up even more. Um, they probably need to add some depth pieces. I don't know that they'll do that in free agency necessarily, maybe, maybe one. Um, but this was a good deal overall. And I think, you know, it should help the Broncos in, in pass protection and hopefully in the running game as well. Yeah. I mean, he was, uh, he had one, one penalty last year for, uh, for PFF. So a guy who isn't going to beat you necessarily when it comes to that, uh, yeah. Better at pass blocking than run blocking, which is interesting, at least per PFF grade. Um, but I also wonder, based on scheme, you know, was that, uh, you know, how, how are they doing that? But uh, a guy that yeah. that definitely can pass block, which um, there were a lot of whiffs up front last year. And so that would be a, that would be a welcome, welcome sight here. With yeah. the and my, my thought again is, you know, we'll, we'll probably rehash it here again in a second. Uh, John Payton knows that position. If there's a position that I feel really strongly about his ability to evaluate, it's the offensive line. Yeah. And that was the first move that they made within minutes of the tampering period, which means mm-hmm. that they probably worked on it for a little bit. And uh, and that was the the move that he wanted to make. And, yeah. you know, it was, uh, seems like, Seems overall like it was a, a a strong strong move. Yeah. Um. Let's get to the biggest the biggest 
signing of the day so far. And maybe maybe a lot free agency. We'll see it for the Broncos at least. Uh Broncos sign a former San Francisco 49er right tackle Mike McGlinchey to a five-year $87.5 million contract, uh, including over $50 million in guaranteed money. It's a big move. It's a big move for this team that has had not had uh, a solid right tackle for a number of years. I don't even know maybe the last time they had... Orlando, Orlando Franklin in 2009. Yeah. Like fourteen was the last player to start the season that played. That, w- that would have been my guess, probably. Um, but yeah, there I mean, been, it's been there have been nineteen different right starting right tackles for the number Broncos. So insane! So <laughs> insane! Um, so some stability at that position, which is obviously is a position of need and has been for uh, a decade now. And so it's nice to be able to kind of, uh, assuming health, you know, plug him in. He's going to play. He's going to play to a high degree. I I think that uh, whatever the 49ers do to develop offensive uh, linemen, I would take an offensive lineman from the Niners in free agency all the time. Um, they've had off of great offensive lines for probably a decade now, if not more. Um, it seemed like they know how to develop guys. McGlinchey's a, a pro. He's been doing it for a while. He's a guy that's going to come in and give you stability. And it's frankly something the Broncos haven't had. Yep. Yeah. You know, and it's a, a tremendous run blocker. I don't know that he was my, he was not my favorite of the options when you looked at sure. Taylor um, and McGarry. Taylor was my favorite. Him having the opportunity to play left tackle. Yeah. Uh, probably makes sense to not go that route. So it's between McGarry and, and McGlinchey. My assumption. Yeah. Is, uh, you know, McGlinchey's done it over the last five years pretty consistently. First McGarry, I think, who who really struggled his first year. I think he got benched even. And then has has continued to to kind of play up. Um yeah. and at least it's stability. It's a guy that will usually play uh, year in and year out, game after game. And uh and a guy who is a devastating run blocker. You know, him and Quinn Miners on the right mm-hmm. side. If you know third and one. Yeah. You know, you you got to feel pretty good about uh, those two guys' ability to to get some push. So, not the best pass blocker, uh, but I think schematically, uh, you can you can chip, you can do some different things uh, in that system. And I think as a more of a power offense versus the zone, he might be a little bit more successful with some of the things that um, that Peyton will do. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at potentially a starting offensive group of Garrett Bowles, Ben Powers. I'm guessing Cushionberry at center right now, Miners at guard, and then McClinchy at right tackle. I mean, it already feels like a better unit. Yeah, significantly different. I mean, even if if Lloyd Cushionberry is your center again, you feel pretty good about the two guys inside and their ability to really help out. Um, you know, PFF actually had McGlinchey as the number two available offensive tackle behind Orlando Brown, so ahead of Taylor okay. and Gary, um, which is interesting. It so is interesting. Uh, I, I think that that's a, a good move. There's some other guys cheaper that I, I would have been in favor for, um, but I think it's a really good move. And and in the end, you, you know, you said this as much, right? Like if you're going to address the offensive line, you got to be willing to spend. Yeah. And, especially if you're going to go on free agency with the lack of premium capital that they have. 
you you got to expect to to pay good dollar and and that's what they had to do. I also would put this caveat being unless they really restructure Garrett Bowles. Yeah. Um Garrett's probably on his last year here. And so essentially you're swapping out McGlinchey's contract for Bowles and then, you know, maybe they look to draft the left tackle next year. Yeah. That kind of thing. So uh, it would be interesting to see how it pans out. Um, but, uh, but again, you know, it was the area that we thought that they needed to address the most mm-hmm. in the first hour they did that. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and I don't think there's a situation where we really McClinchy would be able to come over and take over left tackle. He seems like a career right tackle kind of guy. Yep. And so, yeah, I think at some point they will have to address either a restructuring with Garrett or, or just be willing to let him walk and find a young guy, or may, I mean, maybe in free agency, you find a veteran that can kind of fill that role at least for a year or two. Um, But I think, you know, for, for this upcoming year, it's, it seems like an improved group to me. Um, Oh yeah. I mean, significantly for, yeah. I liked what Cam Fleming did. I think Cam played really well. Yeah, Um, me too. You know, but that was the first time, in my opinion, that he's played at an average or above average league level. So yeah. that's not necessarily one that I would bank on. I'd love for him to come back in a, you know, what we thought Calvin Anderson's role could be. Right. Bring him as a swing tackle. He can play interior. Um, and you take your, your swing at the center position in the draft. Yeah. And it seems like you probably... Uh, with the draft picks that they have are probably in within striking distance to get a, a top three center, you know, assuming, you know, I, I think the center and interior line positions have their value has increased in the draft over the last mm-hmm. few years. I don't know that it's increased all that much though. So I think you have, no, yeah. Not, not the to the level of, of tackles. I, yeah. I think you yeah. got back to back 68s. You could presumably use one to trade back, gather more assets. So you could move up on one. Uh, you know, late round two and grab, you know, Michael Schmidt if he if he falls to that range, which I would assume that he would. Uh, Tippin, uh, center for Wisconsin, who I really like. Um, yeah, I do think that there's some more options. I think that you can also get guys who have played guard maybe in a in uh, in a more complex scheme and yeah. and move them to center. I think you have the flexibility to be able to do that, especially if you keep. Cush uh, on the roster. You don't have to make a move until you got to make a move. Uh, but again, they're not done in free agency. I wouldn't be shocked if they went out and got a vet. You could also get yeah. a, a vet pretty late. You know, um, remember the the times of Dan Coppin and uh, yeah, mother. You know, you you get a guy cheap. You know, elder statesman. He comes in, solidifies that that position for a year until you can go back, dive in, and. Uh, and upgrade it so because I don't think Kush can do much but play center. Right. I don't know that I don't know that he would be a better guard at all. So right. he's pretty limited in his swing ability. So it's a guy that probably if he can't win that job, there's no real point about him being on the roster, to be honest. So um, so yeah, we shall see. We shall see. <clears throat> we shall see, but I feel good about the moves made so far. We'll have to probably get in a midweek pod just to, to clean up some of these other signings that are sure to come. Uh, the biggest ones will probably fall down today. And then, you know, as, as free agency, uh, there'll be some big holdouts, but we'll see how things happen. Any uh, free agents that you're looking at that you want the Broncos to sign right now that are still out there? Yeah, I think I think making a move on the defensive front 
I think yeah. probably just for all of our like regulation would be really good. However, if they didn't and they just went center, maybe we'll get Ben Jones or yeah, uh, who was just released by Tennessee. There's some other pretty good players, some older guys that I think you probably could get uh, for uh, for a little bit less. I'd really like that. Um, it'd be interesting. So they didn't tender Brett Rippon, PJ Locke, Sang Bassey, or Jake Bobenmeyer, UNC yeah. zone. Yeah. Um, so what their plan at safety is, if it's really just Caden Stearns, I thought PJ Locke was a cheap option to kind of return. I thought Sang Bassey yeah. again, another cheap option to, uh, to return. Uh, but it looks like probably both of those players specifically are going to be on the move. Long yeah. snappers, I, you know, you can find long snapper. Not overly, sure, that sure. part, but, yeah. but that would be interesting. You know, how do they address that? And then with the release of Ronald Darby, yeah. uh, you know, is there another move that they're going to bring in to, to bring in maybe a younger, uh, a, another player in the secondary? So yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't think that there's a ton of moves. I would love for Alex Singleton to come back. I think the framework is out there for mm-hmm. a, a five to $6 million a year deal, which is essentially what Josie got last year. Sure. Uh, you know, about three moves were made the last day or so, and that's those are the numbers. And so that would help solidify that position with two heady players uh, inside. You got two really athletic guys like Baron Browning and uh, and Randy Gregory outside. So that feels mm-hmm. really good. Then it's really just depth. You know, going and getting some, yeah. some you know maybe long in the tooth vets that can come in, add some professional um, support to that locker room, and come in when they got to and and help contribute. And you've got to feel pretty good about that. You know, the offensive line trending in that direction um, with Dolchich looking like he, you know, he's going to be a receiving threat. The wide receiver room is at least one of strength-ish when you look at, you know, the names on the board. And uh, yeah, so it, I don't think that they're that far away from from feeling pretty good about what they're going into with next season. So uh, addressing yeah. up front, some secondary depth, figuring out what they're going to do at running back till Javante's ready to go. And then, you know, all of the, the rumors around, are they going to trade one of their receivers? It was the yeah, first time yeah. I heard Hamler's name mentioned. Sure. In, uh, the Garofolo tweet. So that would be the guy that I would probably move. He's a, um, you know, essentially kind of a one-trick pony, or at least has been up to this point, unreliable yeah. one. So if you can get a, you know, fourth or fifth or something like that and, and stockpile some mid-round selections that might be, a good move. Plus, it's like uh, you know an additional couple million off of your books. So, uh, in the end, I think I think that there's some good moves that they can still make. Yeah, I would be the one that kind of surprised me was seeing Jerry out there still on the trade block, so to speak. Not that I think they're actively trading him necessarily, but I was a little surprised to see his name pop up, just because I think we. I, I think we're we're coming to the turn. Like t- we know that Jerry is probably the top receiver on this team at this Mm -hmm. point. You know, we're getting into a point where we're going to have to decide if we want to pay him or not long-term. I don't know. I I mean, I guess it depends on what what this coaching staff, like how much, uh, what their expectations are for Jerry this season and and what they expect to get out of him. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I, I don't know why it surprised me. I guess, you know, when you're a team that is a little strapped for draft capital, you got to keep your ear to the the ground so to speak but i think it would be a, a mistake at this point and this is me someone who's not who was never a huge jerry judy supporter and 
I've actually been pretty down on Jerry Judy at times. Um, feeling a little unsure about, you know, if, if something, unless you're getting a first round draft pick, you know, I'd, I don't know if I'd feel good about moving them. Yeah. And I mean, even if you got a one, uh, what would you, this this wide receiver group, in my opinion, isn't as good. And so what would you use that one for? Uh, you know, right. maybe um, there's, you know, it depends on where the one's at. Maybe you get a, a, a young interior to offset the loss of, of Draymond. You know, maybe that would make sense. Um, but again, then you create a hole. You really have to hope that the Broncos feel good about scheming up ways to get uh, to get their guys open versus a guy like Jerry who will just be open. So I wouldn't be in favor of that. I think even if it were a one, unless it's like a real early one and maybe yeah. another pick uh, where you feel like you can get some more depth, you know, you can, you can get maybe a high upside receiving option in the fourth round guy with tools, but, but need some support can grow into the role. Um, I just, it doesn't seem like a, it seems like one of the one guys you probably don't want to move off of, but when you only have five yeah. picks, and none in the first two rounds, you're going to take calls on anyone, which good GMs and good teams do, just because you true. listen, do it. And if guys get hurt that uh, that their name comes up, it means that people think they're they're valuable. The fact that he hasn't got traded yet means that the price is high enough that no one's met it. So it means your yeah. team likes you, and they're like, "Hey, if you're going to take him from us, yeah, it's going to yeah. be." So- be at a premium so yeah. i think that that's a good point i i would hope that they're at least fielding calls for everyone you know <laughs> you know i don't yeah. know except for maybe you know pat sertan but i think it would be short-sighted for them to not be listening to calls and i think i think that, you know that's the point you're making which is like when you have when you're when you're low on draft capital and and you have a new regime, they were going to want to bring in guys of their own. You know, there's a chance that some of those guys that the last regime or even the fan base values may not get a run. And so uh, I I am hope, hopeful that they bring Singleton back as well. I think pairing him and Josie in the middle, I think the value there is great, you know, for, for what you get from those players. Uh, I think you've got a really stout, steady group there. Um, I would I would like to see that as well. I'm trying to think, you know, as far as depth pieces, you know, I think they do need to bring in some edge help, you know, um, exactly who I'll be interested to see who they value. Um, and I don't know that I have anyone off the top of my head, but I think, you know, you've got to go after some guys and, and give yourself some depth at that position just because yeah. guys may not develop the way you're hoping, you know, we're still have a lot of question marks um, as far as young guys and their development, their ability, like, you know, Nick Benito, you know, we're hopeful that he can progress, but he didn't show a ton last year that, that makes you hopeful that he's going to be able to take that next step. Um, Yeah. And I don't know how much you want to put into guys like Cooper, like Jonathan Cooper, um, younger guys that you got late in the draft that you're hoping pan out. Like, I think that, you always got to take those guys, but I don't know how much you want to rely on them to take that next right. step. Right. So I think you've got to find someone to gap the top end guys and the bottom end guys and hope that you get some progression from the bottom end up. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, I mean, you gotta really continue to build 
build up also. So, um, so yeah, well, uh, depth is huge. They, they didn't have enough. It's hard to say that though, when you have that much injury, like no one's going to withstand, like withstand that you lose your, right. you know, most of your offensive line for most of the season, your wide receivers are, are all hurt <laughs> throughout yeah. the year. Yeah. You lose your best running back early on. You, 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 former first round pick can't hold on to the ball. Like you don't plan that. I mean, it, the precipitous downfall, you lose your cornerback to year end injury, right? Like just I don't yeah. like, how do you come back from that? I mean, the fact that, you know, it, and then you have a head coach who's, who's struggling the way he did. I mean, there's no way, there's no way that you could, yeah. you can say that this team needs more depth. Of course they do, but no one withstands that. No one does. No. No, it'll be it'll be fun to kind of see how the the picks as they roll. And I haven't seen any more breaking news, so I think we've kind of hit the end of that for today, at least for right now. Um, but yeah, lots of good names to be out there, lots of good names to keep an eye on. I think we we definitely need to get into some draft stuff too. We haven't talked to Combine yet, um, so that'll be probably upcoming soon. Did you and John talk Combine? Uh, I heard it was. Did you and John talk Combine at all? about the yeah the yeah a little bit we weren't able to get a, a ton in <laughs> but yeah some some guys that we thought performed well i think as the obviously as the drafts come the draft comes there we go let me put the s yeah. on the right word um yeah we'll be able to kind of revisit our risers and fallers especially we'll know i think we'll have a good idea what the broncos are going to to address in my opinion sean payton over the last few years Monty prioritized the offensive defensive lines. So those are usually picks one. Yeah. Uh, and then and then he goes secondary or skill in in the second or third round. So I wouldn't be shocked if that's something that they they do again. You know, you can uh you, you get a corner or a secondary player in round three, an offensive lineman in round three, running back in round four, and then you kind of go with the best available or or something yeah. like that. I, I think that there will be a a mix. I would doubt that they go any other route other than that, but we shall see. We shall see. Time will tell. Time will tell if we uh, end up with a hole at wide receiver or something. Maybe maybe we'll be surprised, but uh, I think you're probably about right on for what the plan might be. Um, yeah. I I definitely want to talk more draft. I think we'll definitely get into that as we go on. Um, you know, free agency's rolling now, so we'll be on top of that. Keep an eye on our social media feeds, specifically Twitter tends to be our most uh, used social media platform for uh, our opinions and thoughts on these these moves um, as we go. And we'll try and podcast about those as often as we can. Um, Doc, any closing thoughts for uh free agency thus far? Oh, it's it. You know, it's uh, it's soon as we get done, you know, that there'll be more, you know, Shelby Harris got released. Would love to see Shelby back. Yeah, saw that um, too. And so I imagine that the, the Broncos will, uh, We'll be pretty active if they structure their contracts the way they did Ben Bowers, the other two. They're going to yeah. have a lot more money to spend. And I think the ownership group has has been really uh, – it seemed like they they knew that the the Broncos, you know, Peyton and Peyton were going to – they wanted to be aggressive, go shell out some money early. And uh, the owners gave them a check. So I'm excited to see what happens in the next couple of days. Yeah, me too. Me too. We'll see what the law firm of Peyton and Peyton do. <laughs> uh, in the upcoming days and hours all right well thank you guys for listening we appreciate you as always uh again come here 
come to us for your uh, sports opinions. We appreciate you guys listening uh, and supporting us. It's that's uh, why we do it to interact with you guys. So hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Instagram, uh, message us with your questions, beer recommendations as we're uh, as I'm refilling my uh, my beer fridge, and uh, let's uh, let's keep that interaction going. But uh, make sure you're kind to everyone out there. Be safe and go Broncos. Go Broncos. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Walk the dogs, school drop-off, meetings from 10 to 3, take kids to soccer, then no time left for a jog. When everyone else is relying on you, it's easy to put your needs last. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist online so you can show up for yourself the way you do for others. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com.